0: Hola. Bienvenidos. Buenas mamas, maldicisiones. Yo soy Yamila Mapp.
1: Hola, soy
0: Erika. ¿Cómo estás, chica? Yo soy muy bien, ¿y tú?
1: Muy, muy bien, muy, muy bien.
0: How are you feeling, my love?
1: I'm feeling great, you guys. We are back in Costa Rica. You can hear the sounds of the jungle. And we are actually sitting right smack dab in the middle of the jungle recording in this beautiful scenery. I wish you, well, if you're watching YouTube, which you should be watching YouTube, you can see how beautiful it is where we are. And
0: nature is like the ultimate backdrop. I know. I was like, I told Erica this week, I'm like... Wait, what did you say? Nature's the original... Influencer. The influencer. She's like, nature's the original influencer. We got all this shit from nature. I'm like, yep, curated by nature.
1: It's true. Like, even when you look at fashion, architecture, just color schemes, like, all the things, the reasons why we, like, are attracted to certain colors, it's
0: because of nature. So. I know. Like, some of the birds here, I was like, I'm going to have to put those colors together for an outfit. <laughs> yeah? Like, they're like, oh, okay, I like that bird. <laughs> it's true. Um, Yeah, we're in the jungle doing the Good Vibe Retreat, which has been lovely as usual. Um, Our kids are here. And I don't know, I'm feeling, you know, in Costa Rica, if no one's ever been there, there's the saying they go by as pura vida. And I'm feeling very pura vida, pura, pura. Pura vida.
1: <laughs> I've been asking Erica to assist. I do help you all the time. You act like I never correct you. I literally do. She gets so annoyed. Like, <sighs> well, but that's because she she adds s's to everything. Like at the end of every word is an s. Bitch, just correct me. Like comidas, e like everything that doesn't have an s, she adds an s to. <laughs> Look, you're mad because I'm correcting you. Look, she wants she to didn't correct know. her, she does just she rolled she, her oh, just eyes is at me. This is why I let her just talk trash. Like she just talks like a gringo because I'm like, bitch, fine. <laughs> Keep adding them S's. Not talks like a gringo, bitch. <laughs> Keep going. Jamila's facial expressions, shout out to Orlando. She's fucking adopted his facial expressions. I'm like, bitch, can you please hide your face, please? Are you me now? <laughs> i ask her a question. She's like.
0: I've <laughs> not adopted Orlando's facial expression. That's Orlando. He's like. I know. I'm like, fix your
1: face.
0: His faces are the ultimate. Can you please be aware of your facial expressions? (laughs) I'm like, my nigga, I can see you. (laughs) I know. You know, I think since I've gotten well into my 30s, almost at the midpoint, it's really difficult for me to hide my emotions, probably because we're not supposed to hide them. We're supposed to feel them and let other people know how the fuck we're feeling. So as you get older, it's harder to pretend. So yeah, my facial expressions are coming out more.
1: Yeah, I'm not used to it. My facial expressions have always lived on my face, so... It's always been here, but Mila's been very much, I'm fine, I'm fine. And now she's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, bitch, I know how you feel. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not my face. Anyway. <laughs> it's either that or like laughing, but like looking like, you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> yep. Anyway, we're in a peaceful place. So our facial expressions are beautiful right now the jungle we always say this but the jungle really does make me feel a lot more beautiful a lot more feminine Mm. and I just feel healthier here my friend was like did you lose weight I was like probably I'm like girl no I'm I'm just in the jungle I'm just eating clean I'm eating everything I eat in America but here actually no I'm not eating everything I eat in America
0: you know how they say like the camera gives you extra 10 pounds like the jungle just makes you sexier (laughs) it's like a filter it's a natural filter I'm not even wearing any makeup (laughs) Um, every time I feel like every time I'm here, I feel so grounded. And then I go back to America and I'm like, why do I feel like this? It's because you're eating poison. You're eating poison.
1: And just there's so much stimulation constantly thrown at you. You feel like you have, you kind of do, but you really do. You you don't have to, but you feel like you have to engage. And when we're here, we have a lot of reasons why we have to disengage. So we, we take those reasons and we really use them. Whereas when we're in the States, it's, it's harder. Like, even though we can disengage, we're like, we don't have the excuse because we have Wi-Fi. Like, here I'm like, if someone tells me they their Wi-Fi went out in America, I'm like, bitch, you a lying. You was lying. <laughs> if it's in the jungle, I'll be like, mm-hmm, that's probably true. I'm sorry I missed that meeting. There was no Wi-Fi. The storm came and knocked out the Wi-Fi for seven days. In America,
0: they'd be like, go to the coffee shop on the corner. Everyone here is very... Um really moves to the beat of their own drum. They move like sloths. On a whole different level. <laughs> it's really teaching me patience because I'm like, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> and they're like, literally, oh my God, when you left me at the burger place and you told me your order and there's nobody there, it just opened. We are waiting for the kids and it was just me, the server and the cook, but I could clearly see them. And literally, she was cleaning out her purse for like eight minutes. Like... <laughs> I was, like, staring at her. I'm Like, maybe if I give her the death stare, she'll come over here. She didn't come, huh? She didn't give a fuck. (laughs) I was like, does this bitch care that I'm thirsty and there's nobody here? And I was like, must place order. Must place order. I'm like, should I go over there? Just, like, maybe if I say excuse me with my eyes. Didn't work. But it really made me to check myself. Like, bitch, are you starving? Are you going to (laughs) die? Maybe, almost. Anyway, (laughs) it's really teaching me to be patient and calm and not rush everybody with my energy, which is obviously very obvious, according to Erica. Um, but anyway, we're here with a very special guest. We have our dear friend, and let me get out my, my notes for this. A queer Afro-Caribbean medium, birth worker, and energy alchemist that supports people who are seeking to build spirit intimacy and womb healing through divination, ritual, and ceremony. Alandra, a.k.a the island bruja hello. hello wow dear. i need to work on my i know i was like damn i need to rewrite like i need to write something shit I, wow it's powerful That it is. thank you what a wonderful introduction <laughs> i'm grateful to be here with both
2: of you finally
1: <laughs> finally yes, we're happy to have you alondra you know it's so funny how we connected um alondra found us through our merch <laughs> right (laughs) through our hat right through our hat we had a hot merch drop one time
2: (laughs) yes and it was the psychedelic like colors like it was the
1: good mom's little flower bucket hat with Mm -hmm. like the hidden weed compartment
2: it was a hit
1: was it like someone had it or like someone had it someone had posted it
2: on the interwebs and i was like oh this is really cute And, you know, I've been around mothers my whole life and in that space of motherhood, so I'm like, yes, I'm a big advocate for, like, let's bring these worlds together, so... It felt very daring, and I was like, "Okay, someone's out here doing it," but like
0: making it fun. But Thank I think you. like then what like it, it just so happened we were like about in, to come to uh, about to come to Costa Rica to this side, and we we're like, "Does anybody is any who's out in blah blah blah?" And she was like, "Actually, I am." And I, and then I was like, "Look, we have one friend, we have one friend here. I told you somebody had to be here." <laughs> and, and then I don't know, we exchanged numbers. I was like, "We're on the beach," and literally, she just like moseyed over moseyed well like met us on the beach I Was like hi <laughs> it was so honestly In for real it was like very much meant to happen yes. much like everything
2: yes a divine connection especially when i found out that you knew monique mm-hmm. and that connection and me being her doula i was like of course of course it was already gonna happen one way or another
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful how things, like, people, things come together. Because at that time, um, Erica and I came to Costa Rica to write our book, and we didn't write it. But we did (laughs) say, we should do a retreat. And, like, that was literally, like, a year ago. And now Alondra is, like, um, the most amazing healer and, like, one of the workshop leaders for the uh, Good Vibe Retreats It's actually, like, our fourth annual Good Vibe Retreat here in Puerto. And she's been involved in every single one. So it's so dope to, like... The alchemy and the synchronicity synchronicity, synchronicity, synchronicity. of, um, I don't know, like the divine. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah, our, our our retreatees and our attendees, shout out to the Good Vibe Tribe, OG1, OG2, OG3, and now OG4. Um, they have such amazing things to say after your self-devotion ceremony, like truly. And I know some of them have uh stayed connected with you after and I I mean I love I mean that self-devotion ceremony was so incredible and amazing and necessary and also I really didn't realize like how much like how much I mean I know how much movement is important but like how much I restrict my movement especially in like spaces where men are because you know when you go to like the club and you just be with your girls and you just be in the zone and shit, and then someone just comes up behind you and you're like, "Whoa, like, hello, I'm not dancing for you." And then like being able to just kind of dance with women where you feel safe and you can just kind of unleash and you can just do all the twerking. You can fucking do the crybaby on the floor, whatever the fuck you <laughs> want to do. Crybaby, yeah, bitch, the crybaby. Without like judgment, don't be laughing.
0: I just don't haven't be heard, I haven't heard anyone refer to the crybaby. In it like, is the crybaby. The crybaby and the yellow pages are yeah. two things of the past, apparently. <laughs> I haven't heard either term in years. I almost forgot they existed. So after this the recording, the crybaby is a well
1: is well and alive. Okay.
0: <laughs> Please, can you? We sh- just don't do
1: it anymore because people are progressive publicly.
0: <laughs> God, don't you remember the days we could do the crybaby in public? <laughs>
1: The Fuck. B- and the worm, okay? And <laughs> the worm, bitch. <laughs> I'm only 34, guys, okay? Um oh my God, you're aging yourself right
0: now. <laughs> um, Can but, you please do a crybaby reenactment after this? Maybe we'll do <clears throat> one for this.
1: Maybe we'll add it in the YouTube video. <laughs> the <laughs> I'll do the crybaby right here by the pool. Please. Jungle crybaby.
0: <laughs> With some, like, reggaeton. I'm pretty sure record. no one's done it, so I'll be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Eric, brings back the crybaby. We're gonna go fucking viral on TikTok. God,
1: I can't wait. Hashtag bring back the crybaby.
0: Oh, oh my God. God. Anyway, 100%. You know what point I mean. Yeah. Of, yeah,
2: getting to be just free. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, to getting to do it in, in an environment like Costa Rica. I mean, this place is a portal, not like official, like. A, Sedona or one of those places are seen but it's starting to become known as that and when I tell you the most amount of healing that I've been able to do in the shortest amount of time has been since I decided to live here Mm. and so I know that any kind of activation and intentionality that's placed within that level of, of healing it's just amplified here in such an
1: amazing way. I feel that. I mean, I felt that, like, the moment we came here. I, I felt it on the Pacific side, but specifically on this side, I think because there's just so much more melanin here. Um, but, yeah, and I always tell people that. I'm like, you know, I'm not Costa Rican, but this feels like home to me. Mm. And and, I, and I've, like, really had to dwell on why that is, and I think it's just this intense mother energy. It's this intense... Um, just water too like being surrounded by water and like I know for me as a Scorpio like water is an element that I'm drawn to heavily it, it like is a place of healing for me it's a place of like where I can release and feel joyful and also sadness it's like this this space that really is like comforting for me and when I'm here I feel it all around me um and it feels like home like you know I, I more and more every time I come I'm like I don't want to leave <laughs> why am I why am I
0: leaving well, p- well, black people built Puerto. And
1: yeah. then discovering that, too. You so know. It, it does
0: make sense that you feel comfortable. I mean, because at first I was like, Africa? <laughs> 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 Man, the motherland of Costa Rica? But, um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, like, Puerto is a swamp, essentially. And, um, like, many, a long time ago, like, the, um, the, like, from the islands of, like, Colombia and all the Caribbean islands, um... Black people would come to hunt turtles for a period of time out of the year. And um, slowly, because they would come and stay for like maybe two or three months, they started to plant crops. And then they built a little bit of shelters. And then eventually they continued to build it. And, you know, obviously there was indigenous people here. The bri but even they stayed higher up in, in the mountains because it's essentially a very wet land. And so black people, the black people who came, migrated over here from those Caribbean islands, started to build and build and build until voila, there's a town. Mm-hmm. So it's like very Caribbean and African influence. So I think that is, and that makes sense that we would feel connected to this place because. Yeah. We built it. <laughs>
2: yeah. It always felt to me like a mother's bosom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, where you can go, like you said, and cry and feel this joy and embrace that is like, okay, you can fully melt and, yeah, feel all the feels because they going to come up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. And they do. And that's why I think even the women that come here, which, you know, our retreat is for all women, but generally there's a lot of brown and black women that come here and it is a place where they feel immense emotion and obviously within, you know, different activations throughout the retreat. But I think also just the environment creates this safe space and this womb essentially for them to be able to feel like they can do that. And we were at the beach yesterday with one of the women and she was just like, I could live here. And I was like, and she had, she hasn't even like really explored anything. Like she's been on property and the beach. <laughs> yep, And, But I felt her. I was like, you just kind of know. You kind of get that vibe and you're just like, yeah. And that's why there's so many expats here because I feel like they've come once or twice and then they don't leave. Even, you know, on on our second retreat in February, one of the girls. And it was kind of surprising, her specifically. (laughs) She was not, she didn't give me like, I'm going to like stay. stay. (laughs) And she was like, yep, I'm staying. And she ended up staying for like three months. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Ariel. Uh, and and really, I think, it, it immersing herself here and, like, having a different experience. And it's it's just one of those places that does that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so tell us a little bit about you, Alondra. Like, where are you from originally?
2: Yeah, so I was born in Dominican Republic.
1: Um,
0: oh, my God, it's one of those uh, weird things. <laughs> what,
2: are they, what are those things called? Um, Watusi? Watusi. It's a bit, essentially
0: think- a big-ass rat. A like jungle rodent. It's a jungle. It is like rodent. It's a guinea pig. Yeah. Oh my God. Look at. It. But you know what? We told someone like, ill that big rat." She's like, "No, they're very sweet." They used to
2: eat them. They're
0: like, they they're like, them? they're yeah. like, they're like gerbil rabbits. Rabbits. It's like a big. It's like as big as a big rabbit. Okay, you know we're Americans. We got so distracted. Okay, anyways, so sorry, <laughs> sorry, Kendra, Laundra. <laughs> calls them uh,
2: high butts High butts. Hi because the butt is high? Yeah, they, they got some yeah. big booties. They, they, like, they, they, yeah. they got some ass on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I was born in Dominican Republic. And I have been traveling all my life. I left when I was six months old. And I grew up on the east coast of the United States between New York and Florida. Um, and yeah, I've been moving around continuously, lived in like the Midwest, California, and it was when I was living in Cali that I was trimming, because I used to be a cannabis trimmer, and I had the opportunity to make a lot of money in a short amount of time, and travel like for real for real, not just around the country, and this was one of the places that I came to. And that was, my first big trip was in 2018, and I did a tour to Mexico. I drove all the way through the country of Mexico, and I got to Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and then that's the last time that I've been to DR. Mm. And I had the same feeling that you're talking about, of like, as soon as I got here, I swear to God, I thought somebody had given me some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> they probably <Because> did <laughs> Because we got here at night, and then the next morning when I woke up and went to go get bikes, everything was just so alive to me, and just mm. glistening, and just talking to me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, something special is here. And I came originally for just a couple of days, and stayed for like a week or so. And yeah, I knew I had to come back. I didn't know how or when or or what was going to bring me back. Um but 2020 happened, and shit got real, <laughs> and that was the moment in that year. I was like, okay, where do I see myself with like everything that's going on in the world, and what do I want to um, make sure that I have easy access to? And same, water was important to me, the Scorpio rising, and so um, I... Immediately, I mean, I had friends already here, so I was like immediately, okay, this is, this makes sense as a first step. And yeah, and so I've been here since 2020. Um, This is also a grounding foundation to me being fully in my healing work and not working for other people or having like a little side gig. Um, So it has been incredible for me to be able to ground here and... Just establish my work as within the healing, especially for women, especially for mothers, especially for people that are just really looking to build an intimate relationship with spirit and the divine, whatever that means to them, and just acquiring the tools that you know I've shared, uh, you know, that have been shared with me for me to pass them along as well. Um, to get this healing because, I mean, that's what I feel like I'm really here for. Of course, we're here to have fun, have a good time, connect, build, and create a new world, and for me, the biggest part within that has been, okay, how am I taking care of myself and making sure that I'm not being a burden in the things that I know are fucked up because we're all fucking problematic. <laughs> it's true. We all have have had our moments where we have fucked up or have been the on the other side of receiving something, you know, some kind of fucked up experience. And so um, what, what am I doing with all of that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, yeah. You know, I think how, like what's your journey been Coming to be like a healer or stepping into that full-time because i think i think it's i think especially in america obviously it's not really built for you to discover your healing (laughs) it's actually built to do the opposite and i think um i believe all women are healers in ways and i think a lot of times we second guess it because we have this expectation that we're supposed to have some type of like very um a clairvoyant offic- superpower no, like some some official like stamp of approval or certification that validates um, what you know innately and I think that's a part of the the programming of living in a patriarchal white society that you have to go through some type of jump through hoops to be validated in whatever it is you already know and like intuitively you know I think this even this this um journey for Erica and I to being retreat leaders and leading women and creating this community (coughs) has been really eye eye opening but I think you know, we we fell into it, and it's like the most fulfilling thing. You know, I'm like, oh my god, this makes sense. This is why I'm the most friendly bitch in the world. Like, I'm supposed to be friends with bitches. I'm supposed to like collect. Like that is really like my superpower. I like to nurture. I like to care for. I like to embrace. I like to talk and get to know people. But you know. Prior to that, I just, I've just i been told by a lot of men, like, you're just so friendly, sit the fuck down. And I was like, damn, I need to really work on that friendliness. But I don't need to work on it. That's innately my power because it's a part of my healing, how I heal myself, how I heal other people. But like, what has your journey been to that? Because I think a lot of women probably feel that inside but don't know where to start or how to tap in or don't want to, like, it feels even intimidating to tell someone else. Well,
1: I think too, like that
0: everyone's, everyone's strengths
1: and whatever that healing is, is different. Yeah. Like for me, I know for me, like that's not your, wait, wait how you heal is not necessarily how I heal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't be amongst people all the time. Like that's not how I recharge myself. Um, and that, that is how you recharge yourself. And that is your like superpower. Um, and like, I think also there's a lot of imposter syndrome too, you know, even in our space of like doing what we do, there's a moments where, like am, I, are we, like, am I Am I? faking? Like, is this – do people – like, what? You know where you just start thinking, like, you, because – Am I good enough to do this? Am I good enough to do this? Mm-hmm. I'm not all the way healed. Am How I the doing fuck it right? I, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think – and because the patriarchy and just – it's not even – it's the patriarchy, but it's also just – yes, it's that, but I think also just people in general, like, Education system across the globe making you feel as if you do have to jump through hoops in order to be this certified anything, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think that is truly the patriarchy and colonialism. In I think you're the one who told me that. Has been. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was one. talking to you about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for blaming it all on. <laughs> it's their fault. Because the truth is, we could be here in this luscious paradise experience without these, all, all these other aspects being feeling this pressure upon us, um, so I want to answer your question with um, thinking about like the first thing that came to me when I was a kid, I used to talk to my Bible, because I went to Christian church, and that was the beginning of me trying to feel safe in something, because I didn't really have that with my parents, my mom was a single parent, always always working, Um, drinking was definitely a problem within my family, my lineage, period. Um, And so there there was a disconnect, you know, it was just me and my sister and my younger brother. And so I really had to find something to lean on because my sister was trying to do her thing as the older sibling and my younger brother was just, you know, a kid. And so I used to get bullied also often a lot when I was a younger I was really shy and timid. <laughs> and yeah, I found solace in that. And so I would talk to my bible and I would use it like I would do now like with another book and I would ask it a question similar like we do with cards and what my intention is, right, and what I needed and I would just let the flip through the pages and kind of let it naturally land wherever it would. And eight times out of 10, I would get like a solid answer that made sense, that resonated, that inspired me, and helped me feel like grounded and centered. And so when I've been able to think about that and come back to that again and again, I can have helped myself to remember like, no, this has always been with you. It's not something that you have to like acquire and learn. It is who you are, right? It's not it's never been separate from you. And so it's on it's only able to be enhanced and expand with practice, right? And how much intention and, and what other things you add to it, you know, to amplify it. But it's been a journey and like I said, especially since moving here and officially fully working within this spiritual work and healing work, um, entirely. I mean, my mom, my family thinks I'm crazy, <laughs> you know, like my mom's a Jehovah's witness.
0: <laughs> oh, I was, you know, was going to ask you uh, if you grew up religious.
2: Yeah. My mom, I didn't grow up Jehovah's witness. That's like a recent thing within my, hmm. within just my mom.
1: Are there a lot of, I was an I, I Dominicans, is that a lot of Jehovah Witness Dominicans? Not much. Okay. Not,
2: I feel like there might be some, but there's more Catholic. God, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But she got God, you know, and it's okay now. We've, we're have we better, and we're in a better place than we were before. But, you know, and that says a lot, right, of, like, the journey that I've come to because it's really been about me just standing firmly and saying again and again and again and choosing again and again and again. And again this is who I am, this is what I want to embody, this is what I want to share, and how I want to connect and build with people. Um, and it brings me back to this very like pivotal moment in my life where I was living in California, and I was nannying, um, I nannied for many years, and I had this, this is this little cute white baby, And they had spirit, he had some spiritual ass fucking parents and they had this, yeah, they had this whole room that was just for like this decked out altar with all these tools and mad shit. And so of course, naturally I was drawn to it. And so I was in there snooping around and I was also simultaneously having just like a life crisis, like not knowing what am I doing, where I'm supposed to go, who am I? And I did what I, you know, did when I was a kid and I picked up a book and I asked it a question. And this book was one of those, I don't know if you ever heard of, um, it's like a series that somebody wrote called Conversations with God.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And so I flipped through that book and, you know, was doing my, my thing and it took me to this page talking about what life, what God would essentially want um, to be taught to children and how, and just that that foundational aspect of like education with an embedding spirit within that, like education and upbringing for children. And, you know, obviously it immediately resonated with me because I've always loved working with children since I was a kid. I never I never wanted to have children. I never wanted to get married. <laughs> and I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna fuck with adults. I knew that clearly. I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna, I wanted to be a, uh, a children's doctor. <laughs> And so being able to have brought those tools back to this present moment um, and be able to bring them for myself again and again has been just completely transformative um, and a reminder of like where, you're, where my power is and as corny as it sounds, it's inside of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I think I, I think we forget sometimes, like, like, our souls, like, we are, like, really made of energy. And, like, every living thing is made of energy. And if you, like, close your eyes, you can feel it. You know what I mean? And, like, even what you said about, like, you know, I get energized by being around people. I do. But, like, even being here, just slowing down or being around a lot of women because we're leading retreats for the fourth time, like, I'm really being super aware of how things make me feel, why I'm doing things, like, and even, like, when I need to step away, you know, because I'm used to being mixy-mixy, but, like, you know, respecting, saving my energy, understanding, like, when I come across energies that, like, Maybe I'm like, why am I feeling away? I don't even know this person. You know what I mean? Like, why am I like? What's making me like not like that? Or oh, you know why? Because it feels familiar to another energy I've met before. Or, they look familiar, or I'm as- I'm associating it with this or that. But just like with religion in general, like I really like you know, just like your story that you were um, just in alignment with figuring out what it meant for you. I think people go into religion, and they're like, this is that, this is what I was taught, this is what my mom and dad told me, so that's it, you know, but, like, the pathway to God is, there's so many pathways, and it's just, like, being open to the energy and receiving the message, whether it be through the Bible, whether it be through a card, whether it be to, like, hey, God, I need a message, what's up? Mm-hmm. And being open to receiving it in all the ways, you know, I think that that's a lot of what we talk about in the in like our, our retreat is that there's not one way, and it looks different for everybody. And like, what what doesn't like Jehovah's Witness doesn't work for me, but it may work for somebody else. But like, also just I think for me, my issue with religion in general is that it's so limiting. Limiting. It's so much in a box that it doesn't give you the power to explore your own intuition and let you and let, allow yourself to be guided by. However, whatever is pulling you, you know, because if it's this, it's just this. But that's not true. Like, we're all different. And there's going to be different different things that speak to us differently, you know. Well, I think, too, It, it
1: like you just said, it, it doesn't give us the power. Right. Period. And, you know, I'm not saying that of all religions. But most really remove you from being the source of your own power and looking outwardly for someone else to kind of save you. And I think you know, really, the real power resides within, and that's why a lot of times you people go to church for years and feel empty and empty because they're constantly seeking outwardly instead of. And I, th- I think we met this we met this man here recently, and he was talking about how like when you're seeking, it's because you <laughs> are you're deficient in something, mm-hmm. and and I'm not to say that I think we all should be we all seek right. But like at one point, at what point do you try to, at what point do you realize that the seeking is not leading you to actually filling yourself and that you actually have to do the inner work? And I think outwardly we learn things, we, we, we experience people, we, we learn lessons that ultimately hopefully help us, you know, guide ourselves and be able to fulfill ourselves too, But it really does start with yourself. And, like, I I know that everyone says that because it's fucking true. (laughs) It's true. There's certain shit you're like, damn, I I know. Like, everyone always says that. Like, everyone always says, like, kids grow up so fast. It goes so fast. It does. Everyone always says, like, you got to love yourself first. You do. Yeah. (laughs) Some shit is just true. Some shit is just, like, intrinsically
2: it just is what it is Mm -hmm. and we have so many so many distractions constantly Mm -hmm. being thrown at us to try to keep us from doing that work so that we can just stay complacent stay in the comfortable stay in the consumerism um and not get to like the real nitty-gritty of like what we're here for as far as like your soul's expansion goes right because that's what I believe the healing work is is really here to serve us in that in service in that kind of way so that we can move beyond just what this human experience that we're having and be able to intertwine like the spirit and the body right mm-hmm. and have an even more awesome time because you're leaning into it and dancing with it instead of trying to fight it and resist it and trying to control it <laughs> or understand it. Cause,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, so after that moment, like, how did that journey? How did that message to you ultimately shape, you know, your journey into all the different, you know, things that you do now?
2: Yeah. So, after that, so I'll speak to that moment. Actually, um, <laughs> I've had. Most of my biggest lessons come through through heartbreak, mm. and um, when I when I got my uh, um, like Akashic records read for the first time, that's one of the first things she mentioned. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, but this is just what it is for you."
1: Can you explain to the people what that is? Mostly because I want to do this next week, and I need. Yeah, we're getting our records read. Yay. Shout out to Sylvia if you haven't. We've had we, if you haven't listened to the episodes with a Mo. Um. What was the ev- name of the episode Mo- What Monique did? Something abroad. Okay, actually. Anyway, Mo's an RN nurse that basically left America and moved here and is raising her her beautiful, beautiful, beautiful baby here. Um, and then Sylvia does astrology work and um, and Ak- Akashic records. But I even asked her. I was like, she's like, do you want your Akashic records? And I was like, What, what is that? This sounds amazing. But tell me more.
2: <laughs> it's essentially. In the spiritual realm, the book of all lives. And so it is for you to be able to use as a resource so that you can kind of look back at past lives, um, past experiences, past traumas, um, past lessons, um, and things that can be really helpful to bring forth at this time. Um, it is the reason why you feel so connected to certain things, even like this place. I feel very confident that in a past life, in a past experience or in an, or some kind of ancestor is connected and grounded in this space. Mm. I don't find it any coincidence. And those are some of the things that you will see show up in, in your reading where you'll be like, oh, okay, that, that's why I do that. Or that's why I'm connected in this way or why I'm building with this person, right? Um, There's an understanding that you come here as a choice um, within your spirit, and you get to choose what you want to come here to do and what your purpose is, right? And so they say that is the disease that we are born with, right, where we forget all of that. Mm. And so the journey is coming back to... The center to that purpose to to what it is that you that you really wanted to accomplish, and so usually they'll tell you whatever. Usually you have a couple soul contracts. Um, this person was able to tell me like my spirit's actual name, um, and talk to me about a lot of the interactions that I've had. Sure, thank you. A lot of the interactions that I've had with the people up to that point in my life, and what the purpose of the interaction was Mm. and so it's a really helpful tool to just get some insight on like what the fuck is going on (laughs) and how to like use that information to just make this shit easier for me um because one of the main things that she told me was as the closer that you get to 35 which I'm 31 now it's just going to continue to like make a lot more sense and 35 is going to be like the peak of you being like just riding and like doing your best shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and living in your fullest like potential, you know, in a way. And so, and I feel that, and I've re- it has absolutely all been true, and and that's amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so why wouldn't we take advantage of that and and use it to make this experience a little lighter, a little more joyful, digestible. Um, mm, that part, yes, because it's heavy, it's complicated. Um, it can get really messy, but, but yeah, these tools have saved my life. Mm. Totally.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely serve as confirmations and, um, just like, it's almost like faith. It's like being able to like have someone tell you like, don't worry a little bit, you know, like shit is fucked up right now, but just keep moving forward and i know for me like having certain having having readings done and then seeing how they've you know cultivated and 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 moving forward i'm just like oh my gosh like i'm so happy that i have that basis to be like so that i even appreciate that moment even more mm. where i'm like oh my god this is what this is what they were talking about this is it right here so that i don't just write it off as like oh this is luck
0: yeah You
1: know? Oh, this just... I'm just lucky. I struggle with that word, luck, because
2: we are very much co-creating the reality that we're having. And so with that comes two aspects, right, of like, yes, you have played a part in some of, like, the struggles that you are experiencing. Because in a way, you are choosing to stay within them. Um, and not transcend them, right? Which transcend means you are doing the work that we talked about earlier, um, with inside yourself. Um, and then the other aspect of that, which that can be a hard pill to swallow, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a part of this. I'm too. responsible for my woes. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, and then the other <coughs> aspect of like that reality is really empowering. And, and really being able to see how capable you are of like molding this world and this view to whatever the fuck you want it to be really when they tell you that anything is possible mm-hmm. it's true it's true um but that's what also play, you know, can come in with that imposter syndrome feeling of like, what are you sure? <laughs> mm-hmm, Is it right. like, isn't that just for the movies? Like, no. If you've been paying attention to the movies, all of the movies we've been seeing have been, all that shit been coming true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, think about that, the power of, you know, that. The capitalism and the patriarchy use those tools right to perpetuate and kind of prepare us in a lot of ways for like the world that they're trying to create for us mm-hmm. oh, so, so yeah but mm-hmm. this connection um, this awareness um, the using of all of these tools have been yeah again everything to keep me sane <laughs> keep me uh, connected with what's true and what's real and not I get, get so, so caught up so easily with like, you know, all the constant shifts that are just not happening just not even in the world but within our families, in our intimate relationships. So
0: like, we we're dealing with we dealing with a lot. There's <laughs> a lot. So with that in mind. <laughs> how have like what tools have are you using? What tools are you using to help others? What have made you come across those tools? Because I think also in like the healing world, the spiritual world, what I'm learning is that, um, unlike the school that we're used to, the tools are very much your experiences. So, you know, so the true. tools are, like, damn, this is what I learned. This is what, I had this breakup. I had this cosmic pull to this person that was super toxic, that I knew was toxic. And then how did I transmute that energy and use those tools, A, to heal myself, and then B, to go tell the, my sister or tell my brother or whoever, like, okay, this is what I did. Because I have, like, I like you said, we're inter-create, like, co-creating. Mm-hmm. And I think, I love that word, like people really underestimate um conversation you know i i i i I saw this documentary once and this woman said like every week like her and these friends would just have a conversation it was what they did and they would evolve ideas and um um like resolutions to problems and like you know it was a documentary so it showed years later what that cultivated but i always like really um I really resonated with that because I really feel that way. Like the power is in speaking and just like we, ideas are so unique and it's so like, you know what I mean? And so when we share our tools and we observe our tools and we heal ourselves, like I really do believe we have the power to heal the world, but sometimes it's hard to put words on exactly, you know, what that looks like so people can understand, you know, like I had this immense trauma and I, this is how I dealt with it. And now I'm a so-and-so, you know, a light worker, retreat leader you know so i just like what are the tools and how have you used them and how are you like using them yes in your practice so heartbreak like i said has been like the biggest
2: has been my pathway um so i went through um some a really shitty experience with somebody in uh, 2019 2019 and you know the like really terrible like dismissive breakup texts completely like just blaming everything on me like ghosting the whole thing just like it was all shit um and it really shook me in a way that I and everything just stopped in my world I was just like oh wait a minute like what the fuck somebody (laughs) could do this to me somebody is making me like be shaking and crying and on the floor like what I this this is not acceptable and one I cannot allow anyone to ever be able to have this kind of grip on me ever again um and so in that moment I was able to Just see a lot of things more clearly because I wasn't Immersed right in this relationship and not in these things and and these ideas and these fantasies Um, And I was able to look at it from from the outside perspective and acknowledge where I was playing a part in all of this right because clearly has happened to me a couple of times (laughs) and this was the worst of it and and I was done so I had to get sick and tired of being sick and tired of that shit and I ultimately was able to start to see how my father and the story that my mother and my father lived out and how it was manifesting in my relationship. And I was like, I've been dating my fucking father and these women. <laughs> what the
1: fuck? You and all. You and, so you so many and every women's. daughter that ever existed. <laughs> you so, that realization when that happens. Yeah. Oh, man. When I finally was able
2: to just, like, accept that, right? Because you can see it and understand it. But then it's like, okay, yep, I accept that. Mm. I've been, that's what's been happening. Okay. Um... How, how am I gonna, like, move forward from here? Um, and so I took a time to be at least single, not, like, jumping into another lesbian relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was still dating, but I wasn't, like... I was really clear about my boundary of, like, I'm not here to, like, open up my heart in that way. I'm here to, I'm down to have a good time. But during that time, um, I really started to just look at it a little bit, even even at that story, just a little bit deeper. You know, speaking to my mother and my father's relationship. And I took a trip with my mom that summer, we went to Mexico, it was our first time ever doing anything like that. Um, if You know, if we ever left the country, it was just to go back to DR, you know, together see the family. So, and then it was just her and I, right? So it was really intimate, something we have never done before. And she loves Mexico. Her ex was from there. And so, and I love it as well, right, when I got to drive through it. So I went to take her to one of my favorite places in Mexico, which is Oaxaca. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And in this trip, I took a recorder with me and my intention was to record her story and ask her like a certain list of questions that I had for her. And it was the most amazing like I think I got like six hours or so Whoa. of conversation with my mom, like you were talking about. And in Mexico they there is like a this tradition, there's a tradition or what there's a practice that they call plática, which literally means just talking and that's a form of healing like where in,
0: in, Mexico. in Mexico okay
2: and so that's basically what we did we just had this long ass platica <laughs> about her life um, and so to tell you a little bit about my mom she is an aries woman as well so very stoic very like present very joyful very silly very like interactive with anybody very loud um and independent extremely independent and so she's telling me the story about like my consumption my sisters you know my brothers her interaction with like these men you know what happened what was going on when like i was born um and meanwhile like through all of this i'm feeling all of the emotions so i'm just in tears i'm like (gasps) No way, what the fuck, how did you let that happen, like, how did you, and like, and so we, I was having all the things, meanwhile, she is just straight face, like, no emotion, she's just, she's telling me, like, oh, come on, pal, because my middle name is Paola, so everybody calls me in my family, she's like, oh, come on, pal, you gotta stop crying, like, are we gonna get through this or what, and so, yeah, that was incredibly transformative for her Because, you know, after it all, she definitely confirmed, like, how she had never had anyone even ask these questions to her, let alone her be able to process herself. Mm. And so it was in this moment, you know, she was constantly in the moment answering things and processing and digesting and feeling and coming to realize and... So it was it was amazing and it allowed me to really see all of the elements that were a part of my just my life and connected to me in some kind of way mm-hmm. and connected to my family and my lineage and so that's where I started and that, that to me that's the that's all the tools I feel like that you could really need. If you that alone and continuing to do that with the other elders that you do still have in your life, I feel like there's so much information there, um, and it's important to like for them as well to have that moment to be acknowledged, to be seen, um, and to know that like, oh, you care and you want to know about it.
1: Um, yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's such a gift too that she would that she was honest, mm-hmm. you know, and that because there's certain there's certain you know there's like a. There's stigmas in obviously different communities of just like, we don't talk about that shit. We don't talk about that trauma. I mean, even though, even my grandmother, she's Mexican, there's certain things that I know have happened in her life that she literally will just not even acknowledge. She will not talk about. Like, she is adamant about that. And I'm just like, wow, what a gift, though, to be able to, you know, be able to share that and to be your mother that really gave you these tools like there's that's the found that's that's like the, the foundation i think most of us hope for i mean obviously these tools show up in every person differently um, but that mother and that's probably why i do i feel such a motherly energy from you you're very much like a nurturer very like soft and What oh did you tell her your dream? What?
0: The dream you had about Alonja. What was the dream? She was holding you like a baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She told you. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's true.
0: I did. I did have a dream. I was like, oh my god, I was the best like she cradle her of all like, time. It was so crazy. I felt so good though. I felt so taken, taken care, care of. Yes. I was it's like, it was oh.
1: like it was like a warm like, but like perfectly
0: temperatured cloud. <laughs> it
1: was. It was. And i I'm, Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. A flashback. Jesus. My memory. Wow. Um, but that's the energy that I that I get is that kind of mother energy. And maybe you, maybe you won't have children, but that's like. That's that mother in you. I think all of us are, have that energy, whether or not we decide to conceive or not. But that's a beautiful. That's beautiful that your mother gave that to you, and that is true. We should encourage. We should all be encouraged to to sit down and ask, because that's really how the original, even family trees and stories were told, and it's died. It's just, like, people die and we've lived through, like, pictures on social media and not really the storytelling and the stories and the sharing and the platica, you know, that that I think is so important. My grandfather and I had a conversation like that once and I did, actually, I did record it. I haven't even... Oh, wow. Yeah. And I need to go back and listen to it. So thank you for reminding me of that. But that's that's
0: so, I think, healing could be so transformational for
1: so many people to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's so crazy because literally like, I'm smoking, but as we were having this conversation during the, I'm just like, I daydreamed a little bit and I wandered off behind you and I was like, I've never, I've, this has been on my my uh, like spirit to go on a trip with my mom. I've never gone on a one-on-one trip with her. And she was supposed to, we were supposed to go on a trip in June. I don't think that was the trip. Like it didn't happen. And I was like, God, I can't wait to bring my mom here. And then you said that. And then just like, I think, you know, as much as we talk to women and we connect in this way, like, it is so ceremonious and ritualistic. I mean, I don't even realize it, but, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just came on a, a trip, uh, a long trip with my family, my grandmother, who's, like, turning 80, and, like, my, you know, my un- uncles and my aunts. And I'm, like, thinking about how particular and different we are and, like, the trauma that they've been through that just I know and, like, the things we don't talk about and the way we spend time. And it's, like, we're being loving and it's all those or things. Or even the things you don't know. The things we don't know.
1: Which is why they're, like, which
0: feels, like, very confusing because you don't know. And you're like, why do you act this way? But even then, like, not, like, only really being able to connect because it's comfortable. Like, I could have for sure been like, okay, I'm about to record this. Like, tell me this, you know? And maybe some of the people wouldn't have got it, but, like... The, even the attempt, you know, because – but that's where it's comfortable. And even, like, I'm the type of person I am – like, I could be, like, super deep with someone and super – like, I don't mind being touchy with people. But in my family and with myself, I'm kind of like – you know, and it's so weird. But there's something there and there's something that needs to be um, addressed or dug into. And, I, and then, like, obviously I know the history of my family and some of the shit is dark. But it's just we don't really consider – how deep and how present those those struggles are even like when, because it just reminded me we were driving through virginia and it's called mapsville virginia and my last name is map and like this is where we came from this is where like the white people that owned us came from and they like my family was saying i looked i looked up map a lot on the um facebook and it's mostly black people so they must have owned a lot of us and i'm like really there's not that many white ones so it's like pretty obvious probably like that's where lineage came from but we're walking you know we're driving past and there's like a picture of like maps map da 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 maps like two lawyers like two whites i was like look there there must be the descendants oh god (laughs) but then later i'm listening to um uh orlando is editing an episode from the royal fetish radio podcast and they're talking about slavery and he goes you know in virginia most he's like talking about the the trauma and sexual trauma um And he said, you know, slaves that came from Virginia, they were breeding. Those were mostly breeding plantations. And I didn't even, like, I know the atrocities of slavery, but, like, breeding plantations? And I had just so happened to have driven through Virginia, Mapsville, Virginia, and made these associations. And I was like, oh, God, like, it made me a little sick, (laughs) you know? Like, oh, like, what am I a product of, you know? But, like, also, probably makes some sense, you know, but just, like and thinking when you can drive through it or think about it in that way it's not that far off like those like it's not like this distant ancestry Mm-mm. it's like my great great you know what i'm saying right 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 and like you know the amount of healing like like energetic healing you have to do and be aware of to like go deep like like your womb you know even just as like women period is like women of color there's some dark fucking history but you know, we just we kind of like because it's not comfortable. We just operate from this realm, this time what we can see. But there's it's so much deeper than that. There's so much more we could feel, and if we were like just quiet enough and more in tune enough to admit that, you know, how much more progressive the world could be. Right.
2: Yeah. No. There's a reason why so many women of color have um, so many womb-related um, diseases, right? From cysts. Um, to uh, fibroids fibroids right like and so there's so so many more (laughs) Um, just with like uh, birth right sensuality
0: sexuality
2: right right and so observing that birth story um, from as many different aspects and from as far back as you can um, has been very important to me and then from that, from that information, I am able to energetically tap into that ancestry and within my own self as well energetically, and move that and shift that and tend to that. So um, I do that um, particularly as a Reiki master. Um, at least I learned that modality. But we've all, you know, heard of laying of the hands. Um, and you know just intuitively when you might feel some pain you know you're gonna like probably put your hand on there for a second or rub it right if you hurt yourself and so there's power within that right and in, in that energy exchange you know that you feel it when you're being embraced by somebody right and so I, I learned this Reiki modality that comes from Japan um, but again, it's been, it's been used for many, many ancient times um, and in different ways. But I really enjoyed Reiki because it has helped me to add it to my rituals, um, to the ceremonial things that I do for myself um, and that I offer in my courses with people to really hone in on those stories, really hone in on not healing that energy experience within your own body and your womb. But we can actually go back in two generations and address it in from its source. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in what way? And how, I'm just curious, like, how exactly do you do that? Like, is it um, like an like an energy shift in which in like in which that happens in your session, or is it like things come up and then you have a plática? Like, <laughs> like do you like come up and I mean, because some things like you know there's for sure I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to answer I mean it would just be like I would I, I wouldn't even know how to to I guess confirm nor deny mm-hmm. those things within myself I mean I think and maybe that's the thing is that there is no like you'll never it's just a feeling it's an energy that you just know is there and exists and it makes sense once it's kind of expressed to you that that's what happened mm-hmm. so like how do you like I'm just curious like how um yeah, I guess, how does that womb healing and shifting happen with, with someone?
2: Yeah, so um, in the course, it looks like us processing, like I said, the birth story aspect within your own self and within your lineage. And then we use that information to just acknowledge some highlighting points, right, to address. And so we, once we have that, we... Um, are able to, in a ritualistic way, so in a ceremonial way, and by that I just mean like, you're creating in a really intentional space where you're saying, hey, this is what I'm gonna be addressing and you're calling on whatever guides, whatever deities that you wanna work with, whatever energies. I particularly really love to work with Yemaya and Oshun, especially as they are directly connected with and associated with that part of our bodies. Um, And with just that birth work and that that wound healing work and so and the waters right as just as far as being cleansing um, associated with cleansing and so um, Within that space um, I also have my own you know personal spirit guide team my homies (laughs) that I call upon angels that I work with um, and I essentially am always asking for whatever is needed or most needed in your highest good in that moment to, to happen, and I am a conduit to that for that process to come through, and within that process, as a medium, I sometimes see colors, I sometimes have visions, I sometimes um, am able to just see things um from past lives as well that are like wanting to be highlighted and addressed sometimes i've had a session where you know i can feel like other hands around me and they are like literally doing like some kind of surgical you know thing for this person right and so there's there's a lot of different layers and levels to it Mm. um It's it's definitely, like I said, this world is about what you decide you want to believe in and what you want to put out and what intention, you know, you're putting into it. And so I am always, like I said, centering whatever is in the highest good. And when I'm calling on that level of support as well, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in a session, you know, people are just kind of laying down, relaxing, might fall asleep. A lot of people fall asleep, actually. Um, some people feel like twitching or it might feel like a little um, warm in some places Um, they might have visions and see colors or things like that as well themselves Um, and so yeah that's that's kind of like what a session looks like and we can again if we come bring whatever one of those intentions that we're focusing on into it that's just amplified
1: and yeah can you do that? Uh, first of all, I'm thinking about my my own mother's birth story and how I don't really know much about it at all. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I think like when I mean, Tony well, brought her in. No, like, when, like I was born. born. Oh,
1: okay. Like, like literally, like, I don't even really know. I know there was some drama that went down <laughs> at the hospital, but like, <laughs> which probably was which was traumatic. You know, so there's trauma in her birth story for sure. I'm sure there's. I hope there's beauty. God, please, but maybe not. I don't really know what the energy the energy was, was birth, and like yeah, yeah and like. Really, like, what her hopes were for her birth and her birth plan, if there was any. And, you know, just – just I know that I know it hurt, but that's general. <laughs> that's and, I, and same with my grandmother. Not one clue. Like, not one clue. And they're here. And I can ask them. Right. And, like, the, yeah. the fact
0: that we don't is yeah. really strange. I'm like, oh, my God. I've asked
1: more guests their birth story I was just than my own motherfucking family. family.
0: I know. That's I know a lot crazy. of people's birth stories. Right, I'm like, did you know about?
1: It? I can I can name this person, and this person, not yeah. my own, not my mother's, not her
0: mother. Like, you know, it's just, it's
1: so, it's kind of crazy.
0: I know my birth story. I know my like, my mom had to be alone because my parents weren't married, and they were in like Bumblefuck, Alabama, and Montgomery, and they're really racist. And I was like. Can you? I, well, I thought like I couldn't imagine being alone in a room with nobody that I knew and giving birth. And then I was thinking I'd never associated that with the energy that was brought in when I like the fear. I never thought about how mm-hmm. that transmuted and like what that feel like. What like if that's your first uh, like energetic like um, association mm-hmm. with coming earthside. Mm-hmm. That is very, you know, like, yeah. And you know, I'd be nervous, girl. <laughs> I'm always nervous inside. I'm like, I'm nervous. She's like, why? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just nervous. Um, yes. Can you do these sessions virtually?
1: Yes. So I actually started doing them
2: um, virtually, kind of randomly. Like, if I had a friend or somebody that I knew that was kind of going through something, I'd be like, let me offer this person, you know, because it's also, as the person that's, that's facilitating, it's also very nourishing for me as well, right? right? Like, I don't leave the session feeling like, oh, drain, you know, like I just did all this work, like it's equal, you know, I'm connected as well with the, the healing energy that's moving through. Um, and so, yeah, I started um, offering a couple free sessions um, for people because... Life is rough. (laughs) It's a lot going on. And so uh, I don't get anything but the names of these people. Um, And I think I just asked them if they've ever done this session uh, in a session like this before. And so and then after I do the session and we don't I don't call them or anything. They just know the time when it's happening. So they're just present in whatever way they want to be. Um, I invite people to you know play some music, burn some incense, maybe get in a bath, you know, because I definitely believe in water being a huge conduit for healing. and so um, probably nine, yeah, most every single time that I've done every single every session, I send an email um, afterwards just to follow up on my experience and what. I perceived um, and every single time I've gotten nothing but affirmations and just immense gratitude um, and people just really eager to know more of like how how is this even possible because I get it it sounds like some woo-woo shit it sounds like some what are you talking about but you're not even here (laughs) how is that possible
1: is the magic yes well you know I think it's (laughs) this idea that I, so it's so so funny. I'm reading this book called Conver- uh, Conversations with Strangers or something. Mm-hmm. I that was that what called. Anyway, I should know the name. Um, but it's about how. Ooh. Oh hello, hey, little black butterfly. Um, it's basically so far what I'm deducting from it is that it's basically about how sometimes the people that are closest to you doesn't know the le- the least about you, and that oftentimes like people that don't really like have no perception of who you are, haven't actually met you in person. There's no influence. And so that, and therefore a lot of times there um, it goes both ways, Mm -hmm. but I think people always think that you must know someone intimately in order to connect with them, in order to understand them, in order to even like understand their ideology in ways. Um, but this is even more, that's even, this is even more, I don't want to say disconnected because it's, it's obviously not, but for lack of a better word, like there's this, there's this. Wall, where you don't know anything. You don't know what they look like. You don't know their background. You don't know their sign. You don't know you know their energy. You know because sometimes you know you meet someone, you're like, oh okay. Like I Lila know said, person like, you I know personally. I've met I've met you before. You know, there's like an energy. Yeah. So that's even. I think that's why I think a lot of people too have problems. I guess believing in the power of like magic, essentially. Um, and, and energy and intuitiveness that it must appear a certain way. So, I mean, and I, you know, me and Mila actually had a reading in the same fashion with Gemma.
0: Oh yeah. And we talked about it. I was like, she she went first. She was like, yeah, I just, she just told me to wake up and sit in my bed at 9am. And I was like, wait, let me get this straight.
1: (laughs) She asked me like five times. I literally
0: (laughs) called you (laughs) and then you got on, you got on Zoom. She's like, no. She just told me to wake up and sit up. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, wait, I need to be more clear. She's like, no. But she did, I don't know what she was calling it. She didn't call it the same thing. But I know, like, essentially, it sounds crazy. Like, what? You gave a bitch. You did what? But you, yeah, it's, like, really the power of believing in magic and just, like, that's a part of the adulthood I don't get. You know, like, in childhood, we're so green and everything's a possibility i literally remember thinking everything was a possibility as a child and like really believing in magic and turning pages and getting an answer and like believing in that and feeling like you know even seeing luna and that's a part of becoming an adult it's like not that we stop believing like is that we get less connected with the true reality and we get more conditioned and domesticated with into the, the reality they've told us. is yeah. the reality. And the truth is, is like you know, as children and kids, as babies, we are more connected to source. Mm, absolutely. And as
1: women, that's why they can most like a lot of kids believe they can do anything because they can. They can. And now as adults, we're relearning that, of like, mm-hmm. even the power of manifesting—you can manifest whatever you want, you know—and like mm-hmm. someone telling us along the way, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. And Then you believed it, and it's like, how do we keep that alive? in our children and like how do we reactivate that and ignite that back into ourselves, ourselves now adults. as adults mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah well this practice has definitely done that for me these that these tools that the amount of healing that I've been able to see happen within my life as like I continue to embrace them all mm. and more and more and and just practice them right um, it's it's been amazing and transformational and to witness like how transformational it can be for another person is—it's just
1: yeah. I think I need to do this with you. <laughs> Let me go talk to my grandma, and mom first though. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm really, I'm very intrigued because I have As womb healing is something I haven't really ever, I haven't delved, dove into. But you know, it's something that's come up a lot here. Mm-hmm. Whenever I come to Costa Rica and like talking about womb work and the womb, because we are You're in the in womb, the womb yeah. here, yeah. you know, it really makes you feel like you have to. You got like we gotta figure this out.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does bring it up and like puts it in your face yeah. and it's like what you what you gonna do though? I what you gonna it? do? You're gonna it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I would never um rush that experience. I always am like allow it to naturally happen. It's not this, you know, goal. This healing is not a goal that we need to reach. It's just being present for it as it comes up, right? So now you have this new information. Okay, cool. What are we gonna do about it? How are we gonna actually implement it and keep it alive and keep it going? And you know, as far as both of you, I know that you are both creating new rituals and ceremonies and practices for your children that they're gonna continue and pass along as well. So that that to me is is everything. Um, yeah. So that's cool. I. Address not just the you know divorce stories, but moving past that like any kind of sexual traumas that you experience whenever you know as especially as much as the children have been just hypersexualized continuously and I just heard some crazy shit the other day about this white woman in Texas that was basically like loving on this child until he was, like, 13, moved into his complex,
1: like, it's... (laughs) Like, love, like, being his lover? Like, trying to... Yes.
0: Yes.
2: Yes.
1: There's there's
2: so many... Right, we've all... We've... So many of us share that story. You know, one of those stories we don't talk about. (laughs) We don't talk about it, but... And that's and I say that especially to highlight that it's not just the women that you know have that experience of being hypersexualized as little girls but young boys do too you know For sure. and when I speak of the womb like I don't I, that's not something that is exclusive to just people that can have children you know it's it, we all carry that energy and can mm-hmm. tap into that energy and have that depth within ourselves. Well,
1: well it's the creator. It's the we're all We've all been
2: there,
0: or mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no. mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And so, and then you know, as things progress, as you know, the things that you were taught, um, you know, in school. I don't know if y'all had a sex ed class.
1: <laughs> Girl, barely. Uh, Barley. Exactly. Barley. Exactly. All I remember was
2: they had us looking at this really um this it was a white vagina that was pushing out a baby and that's all I remember from the
0: class. Well, that's even progressive then. I didn't, you know, yeah. birth real birth.
2: I didn't understand how they were allowed to show us, but I did I witnessed it. <laughs> But we again not giving mind. these tools.
0: Yeah. Stuck in my mind. Still oh still my god, there. is that why you don't want to have a baby? <laughs> <laughs> is that <the> root? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Oh my god, don't say that because I I've sh- been showing Luna birth videos and she doesn't want to like, have no baby for years. That's Luna's true. always oh, like, I don't want to have. Her. This. I want her to know. Like I thought it was. I thought it was important. Like if I have another baby, I want her to be there. She don't have to be like in the front, but like <laughs> I think it's. I think when we forget about it, it's, that's when it gets scary. Damn. Well, but it, it was is, presented it is,
2: to me in a really shitty way. Yeah. Like it was in a room full of other fucking teenagers right. that were just laughing, saying, yeah, girl, you know, and there was no processing after that well, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's also
1: like, sh- how much shame? Like, oh my God, my body's going to do this? Right. My body to do this? Saying, and everyone's exactly. saying ill exactly. and, and is disgusted and scared. And also, that don't look like my body. Right. Right. Is there something wrong with my body? Right, you know? Right. Like, so, yeah. no.
2: I trust that you.
1: <laughs> i'm doing Come more YouTube that real quick you <laughs> made the right choices <laughs> oh my gosh uh, well you know on our show we always ask our guests to share an affirmation i wanted to know if you had one to share yes okay um i want to say my affirmation
2: is anything is possible
1: anything, anything
0: is possible, possible
1: that feels good for this, you know, yeah. It's just reminders, like anything is possible. You can, he, your mother can heal you. Your mother could be the, 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 a conduit to healing, you know, and, you know, magic is real and you could move to another country and have a whole new life. You can also do that. <laughs> you could feel at home in a, in a place you've never been. Mm-hmm. So I
0: think that that's a. Anything's mm-hmm. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. I love that. Yes. <laughs> um, we also pull a a card, and usually we pull our tarot cards. But Alondra has been so gracious yes. to bring. What kind of deck is this?
2: So this is called Chalks of Kikongo. It's called luxury deck for the culture. Mm-hmm. It's by um, Ageno Sweet Things. Um, really beautiful, black owned card um, illustrator and these are based on like adinkra symbols
1: what are adinkra what are adinkra symbols they
2: are symbols um from a region in Africa and so this is speaking to like the four directions and just the cycles of life um and the elements and so yeah the cards have all symbols and um yeah, whatever. And a message that they sent her, um, but really simple but direct messages. <laughs> um, and I love that they're round. They're like, that's my favorite. They feel so good in my hands, Ooh. and they're so
0: soft. Touching.
2: Oh, they are soft.
0: <laughs> you said this is the Adinkra symbol.
2: These are oh, on the front, okay. based on Adinkra symbols. Yes. Um, do we have any specific questions? or intention or just mm. in
1: general. I can ask anything. You can
2: ask whatever you I want. I can
1: ask anything? Yes.
2: Anything is possible. <laughs>
1: um let me think. I wanna ask about my love my love space. Um uh, is I guess is is being in love or in partnership with with one person for me, is that what fulfills me? Is that what I want long-term? Is that what fulfills my soul? Okay. Like monogamy? Or just- I just mean like, yeah, like is, I don't know, I think it's, I mean, even as a woman for me, like I kind of, I don't know, I go back and forth between like feeling like I want this, this certain way of like my family to look versus mm. like am I actually but then I also feel like I'm actually open to the idea that like love doesn't last forever like there's no love there's no one true love okay you know and sometimes I wonder if that's just me is that just fear in me
0: is there one true love? is there one true love God, it's me Erica is there one true love my one question for the cards is is there one true love? Is there <laughs> one true love? Is there one true love? Okay, fine. I'll ask a different one. <laughs> no, I no, like I don't want to be a basic bitch. No, I it's beautiful. Damn. I want to know too, bitch. <laughs> All the women want to know. <laughs> Since I'm five. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we have the infinite card. Oh. Mm,
1: okay.
2: okay. Okay. And the infinite card is is literally speaking to the... Interweaving of this spiritual experience um, with this body, um, and understanding the divineness like in that flow, and in that da- and in that dance, right? And so, there is with that. My interpretation of the card is that it's not. Um, it's not this cut and defined, you know, black and white thing there is a there is the one true love exists in everything that you are doing in the career that you are choosing in your child in your family in your story within the relationship that you have with your own self Mm -hmm. and so the more that you are able to look at it from that more broad perspective it doesn't feel like it's it's ever separate from you, or something that you have to go attain and go look for and, and find and hope and and wish for yourself, because you already have it. You're already doing it. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I believe that. I feel that. Yes. And there's divineness in however the relate your relationships, you know, are going to change. We can count on that. This shit is gonna change. Mm. Someone is might fuck up. Mm. <laughs> We're going to go we'll
0: through, through something? something rough. You mean no one's going to be perfect for me and never piss me off?
2: <sighs> no, I mean, if we lived that, this life is, would be kind of boring and not no, so it would be interesting. Same. It would be peaceful. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, perfect. <laughs> uh, but that's why we, you know, we come with all these things, right? To work them out. Mm. And so looking at how, what's important for you to know is like, is when... You know, the relate what uh, where the relationship is, and just honoring that as it continues to show up. Mm. Um, and the least resistant that we are to those relationships and how they shift, whew, this experience could be a lot easier for, for all of us because there's you know, again, this co creating that we're doing within it. So, if you are someone that is inviting healing, you can't expect shit to stay the same, you know, and
0: stop the asking deeper- for healing.
2: The deeper things that you, the deeper that you go into it, you know, the more that the your reality around you is going to shift to just realign with, like, where you are now.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have another question, but I just thought of another one, but... Go ahead, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, I don't Take even, your turn. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: go ahead. You're on a roll. Uh, your last one was good, and just like the universe telling you the truth and shit, like. I'm like, I feel called to ask one more. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. Um... Will a particular relationship in my life, do I have to name the relationship in order for it to be, do I have to be that specific?
0: You could whisper it in her ear. Yeah, you
1: could. Okay.
0: <laughs> my scary okay. ass threat. <laughs>
1: um, ever be one of friendship and peace? Uh-oh. <laughs> Which one fell out, y'all? One fell on the floor. That's usually the one we got to pick.
2: So the message is to similar to like what we were speaking about in the infinite card is the is like continue riding the wave essentially. Like there's there's no there's no limit to like to what you can how you can choose to have the experience um, with this person, um, but it is it is you are on the journey, <laughs> and within it there's there's a lot of possibilities. But can just continuing, don't give up is what I'm hearing more than anything. Like don't give up on that possibility and those hopes. Um, there's a lot of it that has nothing to do with you, and it's so much more important for you to be able to. Just make sure you're taking care of yourself, which you are actively doing um, more and more in your life. Um, and so, naturally, there's going to you're going to come into a balance. So as long as you like keep some hope and keep putting out what it is that you envision it to be and to feel and to look like, um, and doing your own part within it all right taking accountability and being present in your own healing within that relationships and those dynamics that you know are mending and shifting and growing and expanding um you'll see you'll see it get to a balanced place Mm. that's not to say that again shit is gonna happen um but not i always encourage people to not look at shit happening as i'm fucking up or i'm not enough or i you know i didn't or me it's my fault but like it's an opportunity it's always an opportunity um it can be uncomfortable and it has to be uncomfortable because it just it's just letting you know that something has to shift and when you say yes to that opportunity and you lean into that possibility you allow yourself for to expand and for those things that you thought couldn't be possible to be possible. Mm. Um, so give it a chance. Give it, give it like a true, a true, honest chance. But don't make it your job. Mm. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. 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 Don't make it your job because you can own, You are your job. You're on your own job. Mm. You, you got your child. That's your job, mm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so the more you do that, the more everything around you is going to line up with it.
0: Got it. Thank mm-hmm.
1: you.
0: Ashe. Thank you. Ashe. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alondra, for coming and hanging you know out You don't want to ask it. a question? I was like, Hello? what's Hello.
2: What's up? What's up? I'm fight? not going to leave you like that. Uh, okay, God, it's Great so God.
1: much pressure. <laughs> you had four minutes to think. I know. That's what I was doing. <laughs> anxiety. I'm like,
0: oh, my future lies in Alondra's hands. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not asking anything. I know everything for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I might have a million dollars to check. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! Um, is there anything like anything that's been like kind of on your on your heart a little bit, or something that you're like, mm. um,
0: like is it's like marriage in the cards for me?
2: Okay, marriage in the cards for you.
0: Long term, like forever. So basically, the same question as yeah. me. <laughs> is that the same? <laughs> Shit. Oh. Oh it's just falling out
2: <laughs> these cards love to
0: fall out okay so oh no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's why she didn't want to ask
2: <laughs> it's not bad <laughs>
0: unravel bitch <No. laughs> so
2: I want to speak to the imagery on the card and this unification right in the center cross um as an affirmation to your question of like yes, but yes and I would say yes and there's um, there's there's a few things not to say that you're not where you're not whole, perfect, and complete because you are whole, perfect, and complete. Perfect, but there is um, this just there's these certain layers of. Um, just certain layers within yourself that want to be just really nurtured and tended to before you make that like full commitment. So it doesn't feel very far away, like at all. It doesn't feel very far away, like even in the next like couple, like handful of years at the most. But there is like, there is a requirement of like, if you really want that for yourself, you do have to, you just have, there's just some things you know that you need to handle. And there's some things that are just gonna be different. You know, they just can't carry with... You can't walk with you into that life. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, we're going to have to say goodbye to
1: some things. Damn,
0: um, my ho-days are over. Your <laughs>
1: your, ho- your hoarding is over. No more hoarding. Hoarding. <laughs> Hoarding.
0: <laughs> holding. No, no, I don't think it's my hoarding, you guys. I don't think that's holding me back. I think I do have some womb healing. I do need some things. I need to address some. Um, I know, I know that that's come up. I think here too, and um, even like uh, relationship shit with my parents. I think there's are all things that probably because I have deep fear about certain shit that even I think more than I even acknowledge. So. Yeah, I, I, I resonate with that.
2: Yeah, we all do. Like, let's get real. <laughs> and that's why we're able to connect and why those women were able to, like, literally tell me I love you after having spent not even 24 hours with me. Like, it's it's because we resonate. We all are connected in that way. Like we said, it's amplified once we're here physically in a space like this. And so, and when you add intention to it, um so much magic can happen so thank you all for facilitating space for that to happen for inviting me again and again because it's a pleasure to work with you and see you know the beautiful ways that you are transforming and doing your part in your world and it's just it's inspiring because this is this is it (laughs) this is really it
1: yeah no i mean and we're so grateful for you too and Just in the journey of just doing retreats, it's just so beautiful to see women tapped into their, you know, their calling, their 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 true nature and the confidence they have behind it. Mm -hmm. And it's inspiring to see that. Um, So you guys, if you guys haven't ever been to the Good Vibe Retreat, definitely come. We're having one in February and Alondra will be there. And definitely check out Alondra. Can you tell our people where they can find you?
2: Yes. So I am on the interwebs as Island Bruja on Instagram. And my website is islandbruja.com. And yeah, you can find what I do and offer and stay
0: connected.
1: Awesome. Please make sure you go rate and review our episode on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't, give us that five-star rating, baby, please.
0: And you know where to find us on Instagram, moms underscore If you haven't seen us, we're kind of fine. <laughs> um, and, yeah, rate and review us, and we'll catch you next time. Adios. Bye.